0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the
1: Swell Suite, everybody. So in this episode, we talk with Amanda of Shitty Wine Memes. Yes, you heard me right. Shitty Wine Memes. We met Amanda back in July when we were at the Finger Lakes excursion, uh, the Finger Lakes, the Riesling Conference. Uh, She was on a panel with Leslie and uh, we just had a really good connection with her. And so we had to have her on the show. So here is a little bit of her bio. Shitty Wine Memes is a Florida-based brand that brightens the day of an audience connected to wine. The Shitty Wines merchandise is fashionable, fun, and great gifts for wine nerds. So here's our conversation with Amanda. And we also touch on the champagne shortage and also the wine glass bottle shortage. Cheers.
2: Goodness, I saw your pictures uh, in Tennessee. You look like you had a
0: good time. Oh, yeah. It's a marvelous facility. It is a marvelous facility, and it's going to be even greater when they finish um, adding the bed and breakfast. They're going to add a restaurant, and they're planning to add, um, they're going to actually start distilling on the property instead of just bottling. They're at a non-disclosed location as to where they're distilling at this time probably at Jack Daniels but ain't nobody else you ain't heard it from me <laughs> I asked I was like what do you mean you have an NDA on disclosure of where you're distilling I was like oh mm-hmm. and if for the listening public we're, I'm talking about Uncle Nearest um,
3: oh whiskey. nice yeah so. I know Uncle Nearest
0: that's awesome very yeah. nice it's a the um master distiller is a black female so it's interesting. I think she is the first African American um, distiller, hmm. one female.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, That's yeah. awesome. she's a great great granddaughter of Near Screen. So, it's an interesting. It's a very interesting story. That's awesome. Um, you know, they they have a very cordial relationship between Jack Daniels and. Um, the nearest family and the operators of the um, distillery as it is now is still a working horse farm as well. So they have mm-hmm. um, horses on the property. Huge. The property is so huge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: That sounds like fun. Were you um, in Tennessee specifically for that or you were doing something? Oh, else? yeah,
0: yeah, girl. You know, I ain't trying to hang out in the South just to be hanging <laughs> <out. Mm-mm. No. laughs> Now my thing, and if it wasn't with this group of soul wars that I love so dearly, I don't know about the God. Um, but we were really trying to really nice, so we um, we actually took a sprinter up from Atlanta.
1: Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And for a day trip back and forth, so yeah, we didn't stay in Tennessee.
1: Oh, that sounds nice, though.
0: Yeah, it was. Really it's nice about though. three and a half hours from Atlanta
1: hmm.
0: to Shelbyville, Tennessee. It's a small horse town so
1: hmm. speaking mm-hmm. of the south mm-hmm. i participated in um a texas tasting on monday um it was really interesting because y'all know i was nervous because the only person i knew um who had texas wine was leslie and mm-hmm. uh it was you know it was not so great um the report that you gave me it was not so great mm-hmm. so right. i was nervous but um, anyway, I participated anyway, and um, we tasted probably about eight wines, and they were good. They oh, are. Good. They they were good. They were they were really good. Like um, today, I'm glad I had my core events. So I didn't have to open every bottle. But today, I'm drinking a sinsaw rosé from Slate Theory, and it is really good. Um, i haven't tried like any
3: texas lines. yeah no well you know what
1: yet. i asked if they were going to start distributing outside of their region and um they told me that they just don't have enough production at the moment so um and they choose not to focus on distribution so they want you to come to them um mm. they even sent world me this world. very very big map <laughs> <laughs> the map world. map map of texas with the eight avas on it
0: um Yeah, it was cool. It was a cool experience. I'll just live vicariously through you (laughs) and Leslie. How about that, Texas? Well, when
2: (laughs) Texas returns
0: to normal,
2: Texas, um, rather than the nation of Texas of how they're operating now,
0: Hmm. yeah, that's a good way to private.
2: Um, I would recommend going to Fredericksburg and Grapevine. Okay, are good areas and they have like you can go to the vineyards but in um Fredericksburg right outside of Fredericksburg mm-hmm. they have like little tasting rooms kind of like Willamette you know how when you go sure. to Willamette instead of going to all of the vineyards yeah they have tasting rooms in town um very similar okay
0: how far is that from like a major um city or so you can the airport
2: yeah you can choose to i flew into san antonio and it was about an hour and some change not that you know long of a drive to get to there but there's there, like there's no major mm, no airport. airport in there <laughs> you have to fly um to
1: san antonio okay gotcha mm-hmm. huh. oh so i want to bring up two things that i read about this week one is the champagne shortage. Oh, yeah. So yes. according to the Washington okay. Post, there is a champagne shortage looming. So you need to shop early to keep the sparkle going for your holidays. And so this is as a result of the pandemic, of course, From one, there's a low supply. And then also um, producers are required to hold a portion of each harvest, hold it back, as a reserve wine to be blended for future harvests. So they, that's something that they have right. to do. And because of last year, it was a good but modest harvest. Um, so they they don't they don't have as many grapes as they usually do, with 2019 even be even 25% lesser than that. And 2021 was 12 straight days of frost. Then you Ooh. add on the tariffs and then the pandemic. So there is a champagne shortage.
2: It is wow. real, Serena. Yeah, because um, a couple of distributors told me, which I need to get on, you need to decide what you're going to do, because after a certain date, then there's only so much available. Mm-hmm. And then based on size, which, you know, we're not very big, you will be appropriate, appropriated
0: how much champagne you can get. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Have they given a um, time frame, Leslie, or did they give a time frame of when they think things will be back to normal? Or yeah, yeah. It, hmm. they oh. have not talked about like, oh,
2: this will only be for the next it's 10 year. months or what have. No, right. it, is, it is basically, here's your little breadcrumb. <laughs> and... <laughs> Good luck to you so you bad too so like you know there's a run on it now where I have to put in my orders um, now which is just you know from a small vendor like myself then I have to decide am I going to invest that money now knowing okay. that if I want it later it's not going to be there but then that's something that I can't buy. Something else I can't buy because
0: I'm, you know, stockpiling
2: that champagne.
0: And I wonder if this also, um, or whether Cremont, Cove, Prosecco's are also affected like champagnes. That's a good question.
2: I have not heard, I have not heard outside of that region, Mm
1: -hmm. Outside
2: outside of champagne, specifically no one has said anything to me about, oh about ordering because we carry those also and no one has said well you better get those because right. they're not available
1: yeah
2: now I um I haven't actively asked but they would say something to me
1: yeah
0: well I can see if well when the shortage really take holds I can see maybe a run on those other sparkling wines if sure. The yeah. supplies mm-hmm. become yeah. very limited, so I'm going out to get as much from yeah. mine as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Yeah.
1: On top like- of that, on top of that, there is a glass bottle shortage. So, oh yes, <laughs> so there's a glass <laughs> bottle shortage, which means wine will spend more times in barrels. Okay, mm. and then that may lead to oakier or uh, wines that taste like sawmill due to that extended period of time in the barrel um this is due to the shipping crisis um products just aren't getting to producers winemakers fast enough um and it's going to slow down the maturation of the wine because um all of us know that it's asian oak or stainless steel whatever Mm -hmm. and then in the bottle so it's right. just slowing, slowing up everything. Then I heard there's also other supplies that is, there's a shortage of corks, right. bags, paper products or whatever. So shout out to the winemakers, because this is another reason why I will never make wine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds very stressful. Yeah, yeah. I, wonder, I wonder how the canned wine business will fare or if it's affecting them as well. Hmm, that's it's a probably person. a can shortage too
3: with all the yeah. with all the seltzers flying off the shelf. This is true. So, I think yeah, I is. think
2: it's just, you know, it's just across the board.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah. So Amanda, welcome to the swell suite. Hey Hello. Amanda.
2: Hey How you, Amanda.
3: Everybody. How are you? Doing well. <laughs> like here in South Florida. Um, yeah, just doing my shitty thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> just being shitty I love just that. being shitty I so,
1: <laughs> so for those who don't know you uh, please introduce yourself
3: well my name's amanda i'm the founder and creator of uh, shitty wine memes which is um on social media and it's where i upload you know funny wine jokes and wine humor online um, and also sell some some merchandise along with the page at ShittyWineMemes.com. And yeah, I've been working in the wine industry for about 10 years now. Um, I'm a huge wine geek and nerd. And I was super excited to go to FL Excursion where I met all of you beautiful ladies at, um, at FL Excursion, which was a great time.
1: Yeah. That was a fun trip. It was, yeah. And you're, you on the panel with Leslie that that was a great panel that you guys were on. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, yeah. Yeah. So how exactly did you get into wine?
3: Well, um, I didn't grow up with wine on the table. Like I wasn't really, it wasn't, we weren't really a family of wine drinkers. It was always like Coca-Cola or like soda or, um, you know, juices. So like, we didn't really have wine on the table. Um, I got into wine. I, I started working in restaurants. Like, first, I worked in pizza places and kind of became a server at a little bit of a nicer restaurant down here in South Florida. I, I decided to go to FIU, uh, Florida International University, for hospitality management. And it was there that I took like a, a wine elective course. They actually had an elective course to learn about wine. And I was like, well, I got to take this. And I was. <laughs> I was thinking of it as like oh it'll be like an easy fun like silly class like I'll I'll see what because like all I had drinking at the time was like gato negro and like setter home I wasn't really into wine and then I took the wine class and the teacher he reminded me of like you know back to the future like doc doc brown he was just like very like passionate and excited about the wine regions of the world and he talked so much about different hidden gems of the wine world like the food the cuisine like the culture and also like value wines and where you could get some you know so after class I was like well I want to explore more and I would find things that I liked in in the class and I was like you know what I really want to work in wine after I took that class so um, that's really kind of what started it off and then you know I've worked in as sale in sales for a distributor as a psalm and then um, doing wine sales again now here in South Florida.
2: So is this the professor that you talked about during your presentation?
3: Yeah, well, there was actually two, two professors that like once I took wine course, I'm like, well, I, I have to sign up for another course. There, there was there was two professors is uh, Chip Cassidy and who is the one I talked about at the panel and then kind of this like more kooky, you know, uh, character that that was really into the, the history as well so it was just like um, it, it almost felt like a, a, a history class that was also tied to like science and art and you know everything that they talked about in the class like I never really was super excited about studying I wasn't a very very like a, a student in, in terms of like getting really excited to, to study and read but with the wine books I'm like well this is just fascinating and I just really got into it
1: and so you were telling me about your new part-time job as a wine broker tell us a little bit about that and what you do with that
3: well I, I just started this this job um, almost a month ago and it's owned by these these two women down in, in South Florida and we only carry about 12 producers now but what, it was actually a business that they started during the pandemic called Pro Vintners because during, during the pandemic, there was a lot of uh, producers that got dropped from their distributors. Um, it was like a really, really uh, tough time in terms of, you know, distributors were actually starting to let go of some of the producers that they were carrying. And um, she actually got let go from the company that she was working at and she decided to start her own kind of wholesaler and broker business called Pro Vintners. And, um, you know, I, I decided to leave my corporate job in, in training and development. And I wanted to do something that was more focused on like family owned wineries and a little bit more boutique wine and wine that I could really get excited about selling. And, um, it, you know, she she and her, her friend Re- Rebecca started this company called Pro vintners and uh, and it just it, it it felt cool because it it was a, it's a company that's ran by two women and all the wineries that they work with are are kind of smaller family owned wineries and I get to kind of just tell the stories of of the wineries to my friends in Florida that are that are you know wine buyers and it, it doesn't feel like it's something that's very corporate wine. Like there's actual people behind the wine and I get to talk to the winemakers and I can ask them questions directly. And since it's only 12 producers, I feel like I can really focus and learn as much as I can about them. So I'm new to the job, but there's a lot of exciting things that we're bringing in. Like we're bringing in Red Tail Ridge from the Finger Lakes. We have some really cool wines from Australia that I'm selling. So I'm starting to learn more and more about Australian wine with Legends Australia. So it's just a job that can allow me to get back into that inner wine geek again and um, what's cool about the fact that it's being a broker is that like I get more direct relationships with the wineries so if they have kind of things that they're holding back or library wines or special selections like I can connect the restaurant tour like directly to the winery and and um, it's something different and something that I'm learning more about so I actually don't know 100% too much about the role, but it's something that I can see learning more about and uh, getting more excited to do. (laughs) And if
0: someone wanted to become a wine broker, what advice would you give them? And how did you, did these, did ProVent reach out to you or did they post a job in a wine trade magazine? How did it come about?
3: I feel like what's really tough about being a a wine broker is that you know a lot of times you work just off the commissions from from the wines that you sell so I Mm -hmm. feel like to be a wine broker like you want to be someone that has people in mind like people that work in the business that you that you can talk to and 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 sell the wines to so I feel like um having a background in either working in restaurants or distribution already helps and then also um wine it's more at least for this role it's definitely more of a a a part-time thing that can grow if you find a really good audience for these wines so if you are brokering wines you want it to be something that's exciting that's fun and that you can get an audience especially in your local market excited about so it's basically starting a trend or a wine from the ground floor up and and having those good relationships with the, the wineries and uh and growing an an audience for those wines, so I would say, like with pro vintners, it was actually my old boss from a restaurant
0: okay. um,
3: who who does wine tours now. He was he actually started making a wine and is one of the producers for the brokerage. And he's like, you know, he knew that I was kind of getting a little bit tired of working in the office and that I wanted to focus more on sh- you know shitty wine memes and have more time for that. So. He was like, oh, well, um, you know, they're looking, they posted it on like winebusiness.com and wine jobs. But, you know, I was looking for something more, more part-time that I could do that was more actually in contact with the wines. Because what I realized more and more is that I was just sending more and more emails, more and more Zooms, and I wasn't actually tasting or pouring the wines or interacting with the actual wine community down here in South Florida. So I think it, it's something that I have to be excited about, want to work with the wine community and then see See what's out there, and um, you know, have um, basically just have a passion and see it. But in terms of becoming an actual wine broker, it's something that I'm learning so much and learned like so new to that I feel like it's something I couldn't even explain. <laughs> gotcha, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and
1: for the shitty wine memes, like tell us how this got started because everybody seems to love it, we love it.
3: Well, like, um, I have a group of wide nerd nerd friends here down in South Florida, and I would sometimes like send memes just via message or text. So I decided to to actually make an Instagram page and start posting the memes that I made on there. And um, that's how it kind of just came about: was me just sending stupid jokes <laughs> to my friends and putting them together, and then you know compiling them on the Instagram page. And just being like really consistent, like trying to think of one one joke a day or one meme a day and, and continuously like posting on, on Instagram is where it started, like September 2019.
1: That's awesome how fast you grew, how fast your Instagram page has grown.
3: I think uh, uh, a big part of it was, you know, like definitely the the pandemic people had a lot a lot of people had a lot more time on mm-hmm. their hands especially people in in our industry like you know in the wine industry and in restaurants so um, a lot of the growth came during that period where people were spending so much more time on social media and virtual so it kind of just all combined with with what was going on with the page
1: hmm. and so what was like what was your first product and what do you offer now
3: so I had a product. I don't think anyone has it. There's one person that has it. And it was actually someone I met in the finger legs. I had a shirt that said, do you even blau Frankish?" And it was a horrible, like ugly shirt. And I was like, well, let me just try and put this on Etsy and see. And I sold like one or two of those. But I stopped because I was like, these shirts are horrible. I don't <laughs> Um, but the first product that I made that I really liked, um, was the enamel pins. They're like the, the little lapel pins that you guys saw in the finger lakes. And, um, it was actually like a spoof on like the, the certification pins, you know, like WSET and, and quarter And it just said shitty wine memes. And, um, that was, that was the first product that I, that I put out there, um, kind of like satire on the industry and how people can be so obsessed with, you know, certification when some of those organizations, you know, are a little, not a little, can be really problematic. So I'm like, you know what, let me just put fun pins out there that say shitty wine memes. And that's kind of how the pin started. And then from there, did like a team Brusco pin because I'm a big Lambrusco fan and um, kind of gone on to different designs since then. I'm looking forward to wearing my
2: um, Gamay pen uh, next month. So oh, I'm yeah. The
3: that mm-hmm. amazing. So yes. That one's fun. And sparkly. has glitter, which is great.
0: <laughs> well, how did you um, come up with the name Shitty Wine Means?
3: Well, I came up with the, the name Shitty Wine Means because... Um, I feel like the actual quality of the memes is very much like fast and like slapped together. So I was like, I very much like named it literally, like they're wow. shitty <laughs> wine memes. Like I didn't, I didn't like try and overthink it. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna call it shitty, shitty wine memes. And I think the fact that the wine industry can be so like, I don't know, snobby and and can can be a bit like, oh, Stunky. you know stuffy <laughs> just putting the word shitty right there in the front like shows people like okay this is a place that's like fun welcoming like it's shitty wine memes
1: <laughs> well it's very cool and how do you how do you like keep how do you keep like your your memes like your ideas fresh on Instagram um
3: a, a lot of times you know, it's, it's a lot of just keeping up with like wine industry news and trends. Sometimes I get ideas from, from keeping up with like, um, different publications, or sometimes it's like current pop culture trends or shows that everybody's watching. Um, And I also get a lot of inspiration from like, TV shows or movies or comics that, you know, I read or growing up that I was, you know, really familiar with. And then also just situations that I encounter in the wine industry like good and bad and silly or like uncomfortable just kind of poking fun at things that would happen in the past or even like currently
1: okay last last serious question what was your most popular meme that you didn't expect it to like take off the way it did
3: oh let me think most popular meme I did like this series of memes a long time. It was like a year ago now. And it was all these memes that had to do with Godzilla. So I put like Godzilla in all these different silly wine situations. Like Godzilla's like arguing about stainless steel or or aging in oak. And it was like the Mecca Godzilla versus regular Godzilla. Like um, Godzilla with the fire coming out talking about how the alcohol was too high. like a Godzilla like spitting wine out a Godzilla like with a charcuterie or board so I did like 10 of those and you know I feel like people like when there's like a long theme of the memes like it's a consistent different post but all with the same theme so I did like 10 Godzilla memes and that's where kind of the Godzilla uh, pins come from too I think uh, I really like kind of that old claymation Mm -hmm. God, I just think Mm -hmm. it's like fun and kind of silly too (laughs) i don't like yeah the 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 cgi movies so much like i just like the look of like the claymation and the 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 old godzilla movies is just really kind of funny and putting him in different wine scenarios was was cute
2: (laughs) (laughs) has there has there ever been someone who just doesn't get it
3: yeah for sure like um I don't know if you you, you guys had saw, seen on my page. Like, um, I did this joke, and it was from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. And I made a joke about how they invented wine markers, and um, the actual inventor of well, not really the inventor. You can you can write on uh, on wine glasses with like Sharpie or any type of marker, but the actual inventor of like trademark wine marker or something like they reached out to me and they're like you didn't invent wine markers this is a mother daughter team cheating. yeah and they wrote this like long comment like it, the, the joke went over their heads because in the movie Romy and Michelle they they joked that they invented post-its but they didn't um, and that the wine marker <laughs> inventor like was like my attorney is going to reach out to you oh, and I was God. like no. and, then, and then I just replied like this is from a movie lol <laughs> <laughs> and then, like I, I, I was really petty, and I like took that comment and made it a <laughs> meme. And I was like, uh... but it, it was just like sometimes, like uh people take the, the jokes not, not too seriously, but sometimes they'll take things out of the, the meme that like I didn't really mean to mm-hmm. convey, or they'll start an argument over nothing, like soul fights or something. It's just really interesting to to see, like most oh of the, the, the feedback is like positive and I have really good interactions, you know, with, with people in the comments. And then sometimes I'm just like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine,
1: yeah. wow, OMG. Yeah. All right, so uh, the second part of our show, we have a bunch of random questions for everybody and they're gonna be fall Halloween themed. Leslie, I know you got to drop off. So just, yeah, thank you for joining. Um, but our first one is, when was the last time you wore a Halloween costume? And what was it?
3: Okay. Um, I was, it was from the movie Aliens. And I was Ellen Ripley, or like a character from, from the movie Aliens. And Um, I had like an old promotion shirt from the movie aliens with like the chest burster coming out. Uh. And uh, (laughs) I had like a a onesie, like, like a space (laughs) suit onesie. And it was so comfortable. I'm like, this is the most comfortable Halloween costume I've ever had. (laughs) And then actually my fiance, he made a, the face hugger alien, the really creepy one that like jumps out and like goes on people's faces. He actually made it out of clay. And like I had it on my shoulder. It was pretty. It was a wild costume. It was good.
1: Wow. That's impressive. <laughs>
0: it was impressive. <laughs>
1: yeah. Glitus, what about you?
0: Okay, goodness. Um, let's see. <laughs> the, the last um Halloween. Oh la 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 la. Well, last year I used to go to Jamaica for Halloween every year. And the last year, which was in the middle of the pandemic, I did go, but I only had a T shirt in the mask. The year before, I'm trying to think, did I not go the year before? And it was the year before, but the last costume, full costume for the Halloween event was a 70s event. And I was a disco girl. So oh. I had a like psychedelic um, jumpsuit on with um, 70s glasses and platform shoes and that kind of stuff. And I actually, one best dress costume. yeah so that was the last but i try to dress up every halloween um if i'm you know going to a halloween party so i don't know if we're dressing up this year we're just going to my cousin's house so i might just do the t-shirt again
1: um my last costume was actually a while ago um but i was neo from the matrix so I had a long black coat on and the shades and yeah, it was Ooh. it was very simple, but everybody got it though. Everybody got it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. So the rest of the questions are going to be either or pumpkin patch or apple picking.
3: Hmm. Well, damn. Like we don't have either of those in Miami. So like, I would love oh. to, <laughs> but probably apple picking sounds really. It, it, is. it could be fun. Like,
0: yeah definitely apple picking because what can yeah. do with them big ass pumpkins i'm not gonna make no pumpkin pie i'm not gonna make anything out of the pumpkin and then the squirrel's just gonna eat it if i put it on it now yeah i, I
3: would know. like pick one pumpkin and be like okay this is heavy i'm done yeah yeah
0: right
1: <laughs> um it's more tradition i suppose like every year when i was a, a kid it was something that I, my, our school did so and my mother loves a pumpkin patch um, she just likes the fall theme and everything surrounding it. So, um, that was always the thing. So I'm actually going to pick the pumpkin patch, the cider and the hay rods and stuff. I it's, it's all very cute. It's all very cute. Um, okay. If you're trick or treating, what candy do you eat first?
3: Nerds. I love really. Nerds. They're like crunchy and tart. Every time <laughs> I get like the little box of nerds or yeah. a nerds rope, rope, even better. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> have you guys tried the nerds ropes? I have not food. had the nerds rope. No, <laughs> no. <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Go find the nerds rope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a gummy with nerds stuck to it. It's great. Ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: okay. All right, Glennis. So what about you?
0: The Twix and Snickers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Same. I am um, definitely the twist, snickers, and the little bags of uh, peanut m ms I go for the chocolate <laughs> first. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Unless okay. they're giving away cotton candy. Now, if uh, away <laughs> cotton candy, you be done. Oh, yeah. You didn't ask that question. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: um, haunted house or corn maze? Oh, I
3: would say haunted house because I'm horrible with like directions and I have like a fear <laughs> of being lost and like people just forgetting about me <laughs> at least with the haunted house people like will eventually like help you get out you know you, you have to kind of like there's a path but corn maze just sounds creepy oh.
0: do I have to do either can some, Can I just be sitting out in the car wait for everybody else <laughs> with the wine I mean, let, uh, let me tell I you i haven't been to a haunted house in god knows how long i have been to a haunted house several times so i guess it would be the haunted house too because i ain't trying to be in no field period black folks don't need to be in no field i'm not doing it <laughs> <laughs> so of course no. i
1: have a story of course i have a story um my home girl's birthday was last weekend and she invited us all to um a haunted trail now when i say haunted trail it's um first of all we had to drive all the way like past Clinton like Waldorf Maryland so Amanda less like an hour from DC. so and this is a Friday night and we don't really know what to expect whether it's gonna be inside or outside anyway it's at it's outside a big baseball stadium so it's just all open field and it's pitch black it's pitch black and there's, they have like, we can't see the fog machines, but there's fog everywhere. So you can't see a thing. And it's like three parts. It, it's a corn maze, then it's a, a haunted house, corn maze, then it's another haunted house. Like a spooky and
3: triathlon. It was, <laughs> oh my god, oh
1: <laughs> It was probably most frightening thing that I've ever, like I experienced in a while. Um, these actors were so committed to, these roles to scare people. They were in the corn maze. I mean, they were jumping like over fences. They were coming out of nowhere. They were coming from the front of us, the back of us, the side of us. Um, We got chased with a chainsaw. We couldn't confirm if it was real or not. It was just no time (laughs) for any foolishness. Um, There was a girl that was probably the scariest to me. She was like my height. She had big natural hair. And all she did was stare and follow you. And then she just scream. Um, it was insane it was absolutely insane Um, so I'm gonna also choose neither because I don't really need to do that again I didn't know
3: neither was a choice oh yeah no no. (laughs) it was absolutely
1: crazy it was crazy like y'all people do this for fun right right I'm good what did you get out of that yeah yeah that's I'm I'm good and the thing is I'm still talking about it because yeah 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 we, we were probably the oldest people in there everybody else was like a teenager or you know their 20s like yeah we and it's a, it was a group of 12 of us 12 black folks like yeah we ain't got no business, no business out here doing this <laughs> oh all right next question <clears throat> crackling fireplace or falling rain as in the sounds what's more soothing
0: rain for me I love rain I can go stand outside in it Light. I love to hear it I open up the windows I love Love the smell Mm -hmm. yeah I'm a rain person yeah Amanda what about you
3: it's like a lot of rain here in in South Florida like no fireplaces so I feel like every time I'm I'm with the fire I'm like oh it's super nice because like I remember like I was once for work like in indiana i was like what is that smell it smells so good they're like well that's everybody's fires whoa like, yeah you've never yeah so it's just like a very like and then i love like s'mores so yeah. i'm gonna say i yeah, guess you don't, I, you don't really put s'mores in a fireplace it has to be like outdoors right
1: i mean safari <laughs> you could if you wanted to
3: <laughs> indoor
1: s'mores. you could get away with that i mean you know what it's fall <laughs> it's fall on the east coast so like in the morning it smells like a fireplace as soon as you walk out. Like you can so smell nice. it. It's it's really, really nice um right now. You know, we're just enjoying this nice weather while it lasts because we know we're gonna blink and it's gonna be 30 degrees. Wow. Okay. Pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds. I'm Pumpkins, really like pumpkin seeds for me all day. Pumpkin
3: seeds. I'm gonna say pumpkin seeds too, because I'm like really lazy and I can't do. <laughs> and i don't like the sunflower seeds it's like too much work it's just give me the
0: pumpkin seeds i'm <laughs> um, sunflower because they are not as salty as the pumpkin yeah yeah you're right about now, that. now if they're unshelled i like unshelled pumpkin seeds over mm. unshelled sunflower but i like shell sunflower okay. versus shelled pumpkin makes sense Makes perfect sense.
1: All right, last question. Sarah or Cab Franc? Sarah.
0: Sarah, Sarah, whatever you want to call it.
3: Yeah. I'm going to say Sarah too, even though Cab Franc Chronicles is going to kill me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right.
3: Right.
1: I I I I I feel like people who love Cab Franc, they love it hands down you know versus all the other red wines but um yeah I'm a Syrah fan too and then, you know what it's so rare that I find a really good one um but yeah huge Syrah fan. And
3: Syrah is like the best like yeah. I, I love Syrah so much it's definitely like my I think it's my favorite grape
1: for ah, sure.
0: Gotcha. Well that was so our we- last question. Well come on. well Amanda, it was so good to see you again and um <laughs> I hope it won't be as long before the next time we see you. When you get married,
3: I don't know. I have to pick. (laughs) I have to pick a day. I've been just like not wanting to plan anything or do anything. So Mm. one day, maybe twenty, maybe twenty twenty three. It took us like, well, we were together like ten years and then got engaged. so we're not like in a rush for anything We're like so i guess we will be engaged for like five more years and, like, <laughs> and, and another five so it's very like untraditional <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong
0: with that yeah nothing wrong with that at all oh,
1: so before you go please tell everybody where they can follow you
3: okay so you can follow uh me at 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 shitty wine memes all one word on instagram um i also have uh, facebook and twitter i am failing miserably at tiktok <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's there too and then um www.shittywinememes.com for all like the the merchandise
1: awesome Well, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Well, sweet guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a comment. Be sure to follow us all and follow Amanda at Shitty Wine Memes. Cheers.